Well, hello and welcome to the Talking Transformation podcast. This is Matt Bird, the founder and chief executive of Cinnamon Network International. I'm thrilled to have as my special guest this week, um, Alfonso Shieldler from South. Uh, welcome, Alfonso. It's great to have you with me as my guest today. Thank you, Matt. I'm honoured to be on your programme today. Oh, it's really great. Alfonso, what's, uh, what's the weather like in Cape Town at this time of year? Man, we, we are in the heart of winter. And um, today is a better, better day than the days that we had. We had quite a, a huge storm out here. But today is a much better day, yes. Oh. And uh, you're, uh, you're a Cape Townian, aren't you? You're Cape Town born and bred. Yes, I am. I'm born in Cape Town on the Cape Flats in Mitchell's, um, actually Belgravia. And, uh, but I lived most of my life here in Mitchell's Plain. It's a, it's a big township um, in Cape Town. Um, it's called Mitchell's Plain. And during the apartheid years, this, was, this area was allocated um, to people of color. We, we were classified as colored people during the apartheid years. Uh, Gosh. So this, I mean, I visited um, Mitchell's Plain and uh, that community. And uh, yeah, it's, um, it, it, has it become more diverse or is it still very much segregated? It's still very much segregated um, because we have um, Kaya Leach on the, on, on, you know, on the other side of Mitchell's yeah. Plain that was predominantly for black, black people. Um, but it's slowly becoming integrated in, 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 in Mitchell's Plain. We're having blacks and, you know, foreigners moving into Mitchell's Plain too. Mm-hmm. And what was it like, Alfonso, growing up during apartheid in South Africa? Oh, my goodness. I know Man, that's a big uh, question for us <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I don't think we have enough time to tell you about the experiences that I had growing up. Um but I always felt that, you know, that, um, that discrimination uh, deprived our people from, you know, excelling and uh, becoming all that I believe God wanted them to be. Um, you know, the apartheid system um, was orchestrated to keep people from accessing, you know, resources of the land and also, you know, to progress in life, I would say. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and 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 it's still apartheid has ended, but culturally still exists, really, doesn't it? Yeah, culturally still exists, yeah. and then systematic, you know, um, it's still there. Yeah, well, you're the pastor of Mount Hope Ministries Church um, in, in in that community, and uh, I've heard lots about you before I've actually uh, met you, <laughs> but. Uh, I understand that you run a project called Hope Again, uh, which is a recovery home for addicts. Uh, how, how on earth did you get into this work? Matt, um, I um, started this church about 27 years ago. Um, I was an associate pastor at the time, um, prior to me starting this assembly. Um, and I was um, reaching out to a squatter camp. Now, a squatter camp, is a, you know, a disorganized, informal settlement. Yeah. So what happened, my wife and I, you know, we felt a burden, you know, to go into the squatter camp and to work there. And then my wife and I, we, we lived, um, you know, as missionaries in the squatter camp. 
But while being in the squatter camp, we saw, you know, a lot of social ills that needed to be addressed. And one of the things that, you know, that was very alarming at the time was the drug addiction and gangsterism. And, yeah. um, you know, for me coming from the streets myself, I, I could identify with a lot of, you know, these young men that were caught up in this life of drug addiction and gangsterism. Um, I just felt burdened, you know, just to do something about it. But it was also during that time, Matt, that, um, you know, God has really, uh, you know, favored me to, to go on an exchange program to the U.S. To, mm. uh, in 1995, the American embassy, you know, chose me to represent South Africa on this exchange program. Wow. Huge privilege. Needed, yeah, that was a privilege. And what I needed to do during that time was to do research on gangs and, and drug recovery programs. But before I left, Matt, uh, before I left South Africa, um, I knew that, you know, uh, that the medical approach is not the only approach, you know, to deal with the scourge of drug addiction. I felt that, you know, there must be an alternative um, to the medical approach because what I saw during that time was that, you know, they took our kids off, you know, uh, these um, illegal drugs and they made them dependent on legal drugs. And for me, at the time, it, that was just drug, drug dealing. And so when I went over, I looked at different programs and I was looking for a faith-based um, approach to drug recovery. And um, because when I came from the streets um, in the 80s, I was given a video cassette of Crossing the Switchblade of Nikki Cruz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I was privileged to meet him and also to see what Teen Challenge was, was doing out in the States and then looked at different faith-based uh, uh, approaches. And that's when I came back to South Africa with all the information and I, and I said, um, I will then you know, contextualize a program that will work for our people. Yeah, run by your church. That's right, yeah, run by our church. Yeah, yeah I mean, because, uh, you know, a Cinema Network, we're passionate about how local churches, you know, can bring about transformation, Jesus-centered transformation right. in communities. So I love it that this is something that your church is doing in the community. And so what's your, what's your strategy? I mean, you meet someone who, who wants help. What, what do you right. do with them? What happens, firstly, when, when I started out the, this recovery program, um, I started a recovery circle. So what happened? I opened the church's doors for, for addicts just to walk in and then to come into a safe environment, you know, just to speak, uh, a therapeutic environment. And then because I saw that there was a need for ongoing help, we then started a recovery home. So what happens, you know, the client comes to our program, he then registers and becomes of our program, and then they stay in the program for six months. And during the six months, um, you know, we, we also, at this point in time, we have uh, um, social workers, Christian social workers that are part of our program. And we also work with, you know, um, the medical fraternal um, just to assist with the assessment, the medical assessments. But what we do in the program is totally, you know, Bible-based. Okay. Yeah. So what, what sort of thing will you do? 
We we do life skills, and then we also the the, the major focus is the 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 alteration of 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 the behavior, because okay. Matt, we, we believe that the individual was not born a drug addict. So you know our our, our vision is to create a safe environment for the addicts to confront the root causes of the addiction and to empower them to become constructive citizens. So for the first thing that we do is we create the safe environment. And then we have all these uh, individuals, the, the counselors um, that would come and the, the facilitators that would come and deal with life skills. And by the grace of God, we have seen many of these young men break free from this addiction. Yeah. So when did you start the Hope Again project? We started in 2006 with the Recovery Circle. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's about 15 years now. Wow. Um, and how, and how many how many people have you had through the program? <laughs> well, man, I can't remember, but it's uh, hundreds already. Yeah, hundreds and, of them came through the program. And can you tell us a story of one of the people that's been through the program and the change that happened in their lives? There's quite a few. Let me think of. Let me let me use one of the, the young ladies. So what happened, one of our young ladies came to our program. She was living in a car, um, living on the streets. A a family wrote her off. But this individual was also a Muslim. And so at the time when when she was looking for help, she came to to our church looking for help. And we took her in and she became part of the program. And then by the grace of God, she was delivered, set free. And, um, you know, when she completed a program, she then went to work. Um, and then, you know, she then also was pr- promoted at the workplace. And today she is a banker and she owns her own property. Um, wow. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that kind of thing. You know, you, you've, yeah. you've seen where the person was. And you've yeah. seen how, you know, by the grace of God, they become and achieve what they what they have achieved and have yeah. become. Yeah. So she was she was when you met her, she was living in her car. Her family she was li- had, had enough in her. of her drug addiction and all that came with that. And they'd, they'd not, thrown her not out. In her, not in her car, in somebody else's car. Every day they slept in a different car without the owners knowing that they're sleeping in the in the in the cars. They used to break oh, into goodness. the cars and sleep. As shelter, they, they they break into a, 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 an empty car and sleep in it overnight yeah. without the owners. Oh my goodness! Without the owner knowing that they're sleeping in the cars. Oh my goodness! And now today she's a banker. She owns she her own home. Yes, Jesus has <laughs> truly transformed her life. Ultimately, ultimately, that's yeah. just that's just one of them. Then we have we have a young man, you know, that he was a drug dealer. Um, he was a gunman, you know, running the streets here in Mitchell's Plain. And um, when he came, first his wife came to, to faith. And then when he came for help, you know, God transformed his life, you know, radically transformed his life. He then was prepared to start from, you know, start his life all over again. He matriculated, he, he completed his schooling. Um, he then went to work in a factory and then worked his way up in the factory, promoted, you know, and had his own, every day he used to clean the office. And he said to the Lord, Lord, one day I will have my own office. And then by the grace of God, 
he then the very office that he cleaned every day became his office. And today he's busy finishing his degree in accounting. Wow. <laughs> it's that kind of, that's that's the kind of stories that we have. Yeah. So one day he'll be sat in an office like that as an accountant. As an accountant too, yes. Yes, sir. Beautiful. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's so it's so amazing how Jesus brings about radical change, you know, through local yeah. churches who who engage in exactly the community like, like exactly yours. Um, yes, sir. There are so many things I would love to ask you. Um, could you could you tell us, um, you know, for for past, I mean, pastors and church leaders are going to be listening to this podcast from countries around the world. You know, right. And, and if they're aware that there is a drug problem in their communities, um, what what three bits of advice would you practical bits of advice would you give them about where to start and where to begin? Firstly, Matt, you know, when you start anything, you don't need to have everything in place to start. That's number one. Yes. You know, when, when we start, when we started this recovery home, I never knew that we would have all these things that we have today in place. All I had, I had a burden, you know, for the people that were in my community. And because I could relate to them, I just reached out to them and created a space for these individuals to come a loving, a, you know, a loving uh, environment, uh, a caring environment for them. It reminds me of the scripture in, in Matthew chapter 9, when Jesus went throughout the towns and the villages, and he looked at the conditions of the day. So my, my encouragement to, to all those you know, leaders out there is to assess the, the community and look at what you know, they can do um, for the community and you know, what they, uh, with God's help, what they can do for, for the people. Um, and, and, and for me, it's not about having everything in place, but as you yeah. go along, you will see how God will then, you know, show you more about yeah. how you can better impact yeah. uh, that yeah. community. Because you didn't start by opening a home. You started with a simple recovery circle. Recovery circle. Yeah. I started with a recovery circle, just creating a space for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always say, Alfonso, let's uh, launch and learn rather than plan and perfect. And there's a lot of planning and perfecting going on and not enough launching and learning. So I love that. So that's your first yep. bit of advice. What's the second bit of practical advice you would give church leaders? I'm going to give the advice that was given to me by a missionary many years ago. Is go as far as you can see. When you get there, you will be able to see further. In wow. other words... <laughs> In other words, you will not see the complete picture of what needs to be done. But as you get started, you will see and you move. And as you progress, you will see how God will reveal more and more. Even the strategy, um, you know, and the resources that, that is needed to do what you need to do. I believe that God has a way of, you know, bringing about all those things. Yeah, I love that. Go as far as you can see. And when you get there, you will see further. You will be able to see further. Wonderful. Brilliant. And thirdly, finally? Finally, is remember that whatever we do, 
we will not be able to do anything in our own strength. Um, we must rely totally because God created man. And because God created man, he knows exactly the need that a man has. And so it's important that we rely totally, completely on the Lord. Um, it, it, it's in John 15 verses 5, where the Bible says, without me, you can do nothing. Uh, I want to encourage all those who are about to get started is to be totally dependent on God's help. Because sometimes you can be so overwhelmed by, you know, the conditions of the day that you, you feel inadequate. But when you rely on God's strength, the Bible says that his strength is perfect when our strength is gone. And so I want to encourage all those who are getting involved and bringing transformation to their communities, rely totally, completely on God. Mm. Beautiful. Wow. Three bits of great advice. And uh, knowing that you went out and you looked at other models of, uh, of recovery from uh, drug addiction and you came back to South Africa and you developed this through your church and your community and to hear the stories of those changed lives. Um, you know, it, it's incredible uh, what God can do when we make ourselves available to him. Yep. It's Absolutely. all God's doing, Matt. <laughs> and tell us just a, mo a moment as we as we come in to close. How's your church doing? I mean, is your church full of uh, former drug addicts? That's even my leadership. Not only the church, the leadership is is ex drug addicts, ex gangsters, ex whatever you can think of an ex. <laughs> they are wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. And uh, this is the sort of church that if Jesus. Uh, was to uh, visit on, on a Sunday. It's the sort of church he'd feel he'd, he'd want to be at, I think. The, listen, I, I believe that G we, we just prepare the place for Jesus. So when we prepare the place, he's always in attendance. Beautiful. Well, Alfonso, thank you so much for being my special guest today. Um, we thank could you, talk another, another 20 minutes, but the gems... Uh, that you've shared with us, the stories of transformation, the, the ability of the local church to truly transform community and transform lives has just been absolutely inspiring. Thank you so much, very much for being with us. And when I'm next in Cape Town, I look forward to getting together and coming to see your work. Looking forward to have you, Matt. Blessings, man. Cheers. Bye for now.